Welcome to the ITSM Review Podcast, news, reviews and resources for worldwide ITSM professionals. Learn more at theitsmreview.com. Hi and welcome to the ITSM Review. Uh, I'm Vaughan Murphy. I'm here with Chris Pope of ServiceNow and we're going to have a little chat about the upcoming uh, event Knowledge16 next week. So Chris, do you want to just introduce yourself and, and tell our, our listeners a, a bit about yourself and about ServiceNow? Yeah, sure. So thanks for having us, number one. Um, as Vaughan says, Chris Pope, ServiceNow, working strategy organisation um, and was a three-time customer as well. So I spend a significant amount of my time with uh, our product teams, engineering teams, and then customers all over the world, kind of trying to help them understand, you know, what they've bought. It's not the same as everything else that's out there, you know, the legacy providers and ITSM platforms. Um, I'm really helping them to kind of align with what our message is and what we're trying to do to transform the concept of service management. But then how can they adopt our technology to kind of accelerate faster but get the value as well? Because we see too often lots of software being bought and maybe 60%, if that, of it being consumed. It's really around understanding what you've got, why you bought it, and then how can we help you get the most out of it as part of that. Um, and I think, you know, knowledge, um, and born and it's your first, so congratulations and get ready. Um, I think I went to the very first knowledge where it was about 28 people. And Fred Luddy was handwriting name badges, and I think he paid for the whole thing on his credit card. Um, Next week's going to be slightly different, uh, north of 10,000 people. Um, and I think the big thing is, that's very different to most conferences, is more than 90% of the content is going to be provided by our customers. So we, you know, we, we, we encourage them to speak, they want to speak, and we actually have, I think it's over 300 presentations that happen, but the call for speakers gives us two, three, four X that amount. It becomes very difficult to, to give everyone their kind of spot in the spotlight, if you will. To, um, to showcase what they've done, how they've done it, why they've done it, where they've come from, where their journey's taking them, and so on. So we're super excited. Um, and I think one of the other big things that we've done in recent years, and certainly doing it as of yesterday, we launched our new release, Helsinki, and the entire conference will run on that new release. So this came out of engineering. It's been through all the, the QA and the performance testing, et cetera. Every lab, every demo, you name it next week, is going to run on a brand new release that's been in the wild close to, I would say, four days. So that's how confident we are in the product and the platform and how we want to get customers on it very quickly to adopt it and use it going forward. So tell me more about Helsinki. Sure. So a lot of the theme of the conference is around um, experience the service revolution. So there's a massive divide, as we all know. You know, you go home, you use Uber, Airbnb, Amazon, OpenTable. It's a delightful experience, and it works. You, you scan your badge in the morning, you work through the door of the office, and it's like the 80s have called. And you're back to manual process, email, inboxes, you know, just lots of mundane manual tasks. And really what we've tried to do in Helsinki is a couple of different themes around how do we bring more of that consumerized experience into the enterprise, but do it easily. So one of the major things we're launching is the service portal technology which really um, is not just you know, a portal, it's not a catalog, it's not a website. It's, a, it's almost a single application on a page with collaboration, with real-time communication, but it's got that consumerized look, feel, and experience to it, whereby, you know, I always use the example of an iPhone or an Android. Um, 
you never went to training to use it, right? And yet you do most of your day, if not a lot of your life on this thing. Um, and we walk into the enterprise and we go on training courses, we get massive manuals to understand how to use all these things, and we don't use them that often. So really what we're trying to do is not only transform the experience, but also make it super intuitive so that more people want to use it, but when they do need something, and that could be anything from help, requesting a change, um, you know, ordering a new phone, a laptop, piece of software, it's intuitive, it's easy, and it works like the consumerized world. Um, and it's funny, I always use the example of Uber. If Uber had been designed by people in technology, it would look nothing like it does today, and the experience would be horrible, and we'd be arguing over who sits on which side of the car and what font and how's it aligned and all these kind of things. And it's very much trying to bring that outside-in approach to um, the platform so that it's very consumerized, intuitive to use. And then you're more likely to use it. If it's hard and difficult, you're going to try and figure out ways to get around it or go and talk to your favorite you know, infrastructure person to get the stuff that you need. Absolutely, bypassing the entire process. Uh, so tell me, I remember going to a ServiceNow event in uh, in London, I think back end of last year in December, and uh, one of the chaps presenting was talking about an app where you could, um, for Apple Watches, where I think you could uh, approve service requests from your Apple Watch. Has that landed yet? It certainly has, yeah. And I think it was the Now Forum in London that you would have went to where we had close to 2,000 people. So yeah, so the, the iWatch app is there. It's part of the iOS app. Um, and in Helsinki, we release a newer version of that, along with a new iOS support for Android. And then something we're calling kind of this generic mobile experience, which means it will work on Blackberries and Windows devices as well. But it's a universal experience. So regardless of the, the kind of piece of glass that you're looking at from a four and a half inch iPhone to a, you know, whatever, 13 inch iPad or whatever it is, the experience is the same. And it's, it's this um, responsive design to do that. So the iWatch is, you know, it can come across as a little bit gimmicky, but it actually works. And there's some new things that we're going to showcase in the keynotes um, that, that's taken that further again based on a lot of the data and the analytics we have. Um, but I think what's really surprising in, in the ITSM world is how many organizations still struggle with approvals. And the more ways we can enable to do it, either, you know, not just email, but through portals, through watches, through devices, through push notifications. Um, the, again, the more likely we are to do it, cutting down time for service delivery, service requests, and so on, um, and people getting the, you know, that consumerized experience that they want. So the watch is there. It's part of the iOS app. Um, I haven't converted yet. <laughs> I'm sure I will at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's there, and there's some new features that we're releasing as part of it, which gives you more contextual analytics around the thing, the request, whatever it is that you're looking at in context of the bigger picture rather than just saying, this is Vaughan's request, please approve. We've got some other ideas around the data that we have to support that that might change the way you know you think about the approval or you might ask additional questions from that. Sounds fab. So talk to me about some of the highlights of the conference. Now, it's the 10-year the so, anniversary, so it's going to be huge. What, what have you got planned? Yep. How are we going to celebrate that? So we can't that? give everything away. <laughs> we can't give everything away at this point, obviously. Um, but I think, yeah, 10 years, is, it's, it's crazy. And I think I've been to every single knowledge, either as a customer or an employee. Um, so 10 years is a big thing. And as you know, many, you, know, you see these on LinkedIn. We talked about Twitter briefly earlier. Um, 
you know, when our customers go live, they have a cake. Kind of cool, bit different, but the level up, right, is gone. It, it's crazy the level of sophistication people are doing. So we always try and, as part of our networking reception, you know, we celebrate that of all our go live, of what people are doing, how they're doing it, and how they're making, you know, a, a difference, if you will. But I think some of the things that, you know, we're doing right, we hit this, it's kind of cool, we've gone through 10,000 in the 10th year. The numbers just line up perfectly from a marketing standpoint. Um, and this revolution that we start, and we've talked about, um, you know, different aspects of building up to this through previous, previous knowledges around services, service delivery, et cetera. And this is the first time, I think, really, where we're kicking it into a high gear where we really want to power the end users to kick the revolution off and start, you know, this this trend and this movement and where suddenly we have an army of people that are doing this, um, of where the things we rely on in our personal lives are transforming into these technology-enabled services. Um, and, you know, e email is, yes, it's not great, but it's not necessarily the root cause of the problem. It, it, it manifests itself and it makes problems get bigger and worse. And really what we're trying to figure out is, What's that next inbox message, right? What's that user experience? How can we get out of there, get to the portals, get to the experience? Um, so then you've got all these integrated services work together. Um, and the keynotes themselves, so you'll start with Frank, which is all about the experience. So a lot of the wow factor, you're going to see a lot of the new technology, etc. cetera. Um, then you've got driving the revolution as well, which um, is really then, okay, I want it. I want to sign up for that. How do I do it? What have you got that's going to help me drive this thing and actually make it happen and go forward? And then you go into enablement, right, which is where we start to bleed the line a little bit between, you know, those traditional out-of-the-box applications, if you will, and moving into CreatorCon and our developer side of the conference, which is all the ITSM is good and wonderful and, you know, it's pretty well documented what that stuff is. But then there's all these other service management things we do in the enterprise that, you know, potentially we don't have an offering for. So how do I build as a citizen developer or creator or aspirational developer on the platform and start getting value out of those workflow things, you know, notifications, portals, automation, orchestration, and so on. So it's really about kind of dangling the carrot initially and saying, look what you could have, and then let's take you on that journey of the technology and the enablement aspects of it so that when you walk away, you've, you've almost got this toolkit that, right, now all I need, that's the how, now all I need to figure out is what problems do I want to go and solve with this. And something we've been true forever on and we'll never give up on is we always address the needs of IT. Um, Frank uses a joke about them being his homies. Um, you know, when he's in a Dutch accent, it's a lot funnier, but... Um, no, techies and geeks, they're my when, people too. That's where, that's my go. background, that's so, where I've come from. We pride ourselves on always making sure we look after IT because nobody else does. Right? And there's lots of talk around business alignment and all these things, but you know, you have to they're the guys running the shop now and they're totally they've got the seat at the table now and they're as critical as the next, you know, group or department. So we have to keep looking after them in instant problem change, CMDB and all those fun things. Um, and catalogs and there's ways to do that and you'll see that as part of some of the demonstrations in the keynotes. But then we have the developers and this you know, DevOps, as I'm sure you've seen, is becoming bigger and bigger, and it's not a technology, it's kind of a movement, it's a culture type thing. And we're doing things around our aspirational developer, is what we call it, is how do we bridge that gap and bring them over the fence so that the 
they're starting to build apps, but they also leverage that core platform. Because a lot of things you build in an app, we already have. People see it as instant problem change, catalog, etc. as I said. But the core tenants of those things we rely on are the same things that you would use for a, you know, a HR system or a legal system or whatever it may be. So really trying to give them the toolkit and realize that you can actually accelerate faster because you've already got you know, the toolkit you need. It's about going out and figuring out what those problems are that you want to solve with that toolkit. So talking about the, the keynote uh, presentations, have you got any that you're, I know you're probably excited about them all, but are there any that you're particularly excited about? Or is that a horrible yeah, question I to think, ask? No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, officially, wow, <laughs> I love them all, right? I'm going to be in the front row, right? But no, um, we're not allowed in the front row, so that's good. Um, I think, you know, Frank is, Frank always gives the bigger picture view of, you know, this is why, this is what's happening in the marketplace, and then we back it up with customers. This is what's actually happening, and they've done this. So it's not like we're coming out with something new and we've got to convince everybody. Here you go. This is the idea, the thought, and where it's going. And it's based on real experience, what our customers are doing. And I think the one that I, I kind of, you know, having been a customer and now an employee, um, the one I love is Dan McGee's because um, what it does is describes and shows how um, – we run our cloud and how we run ServiceNow on ServiceNow for our customers and how we use our own technology to support them and run them and upgrade them and do all these new fun things with them and develop on the platform ourselves. Um, and I think that's the one that sometimes doesn't have as much as the, as the wow factor because it's more kind of grinding, you know, operational metrics, counts of things, etc. But it's massively impressive. You know, things it's like five nines, the number of CIs, the customers we run, um, the number of transactions we do per minute, per hour, et cetera, are just astronomical. I think, you know, last year we talked about over almost 7 billion transactions a month go through our data center, essentially, around the world, all 16 of them. And, like, you just try and think about that. It's monstrous. Um, and it's only getting bigger on a daily and a weekly basis. So, and I think sometimes people, you know, when you're buying software or when you you know, when you log into any, you know, Amazon or Facebook or Twitter, you see a login, you see a screen, and off you go. You don't think about all the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. And, yes, they're consumerized social type things, but someone somewhere is sat in a data center monitoring the screen to make sure you can tweet a picture of your cat or whatever it's going to be, right? And I think... You need to stop looking at my Twitter feed. Yeah. They're all pictures of cats <laughs> and pictures of my kids. Hey, <laughs> I can do my research too, all right? <laughs> so... Um, but I think what people don't see, and sometimes this is the convincing factor when we work with finance procurement teams, is you know they're buying essentially a login, right? But what they don't understand is what behind what is behind that login is that the infrastructure, the data centers, all the gubbings of you know wires and plugs and all those good things that the cloud just obfuscates. Now you don't have to worry about that. You log in, you get going. And I think Dan and Pat's presentation really highlights. This is what you guys don't see, but it's important you understand it because, you know, this is what we're doing for our customers worldwide and nobody does it the way we do. And I think if you just look in the last 24, 48 hours, you know, Salesforce had a monstrous outage in North America whereby they took customers down for over 24 hours and they haven't, they haven't fully recovered yet. That for us is like a day in hell. And the way we've architected our platform, that just cannot happen. And I think they're huge differentiators. So when we get into these, you know, them versus us conversations, 
It's like, hang on, guys, you truly need to understand what goes on behind the scenes and the level of thought and engineering that we put into it to enable you to do so much more, so much faster and easier that just nobody else is doing. And I sometimes find that gets a little bit lost um, in the bigger picture because, you know, you have Fred, you have Troy and the guys rock up. And like you said, they've got the watch and they're talking to Siri and approving things and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And the wow factor is brilliant and it's something we've always led with and all our engagements start with, you know, leading with the demo. And that's brilliant. But Fred can only do that because we've got this incredible enterprise class cloud behind it. Um, that and enables him and his team to do what they do. So, you know, exactly. and I think people, you have to go into uh, it. gives people options. I mean, you know, we live in the world of kind of Amazon, of Google, of, of Facebook. And you're right, you know, our end users, you know, that shouldn't end, you know, the second they, they boot up their, you know, their PC or laptop. I mean, I've mm -hmm. got um, an Amazon uh, Fire TV stick. And, uh, you know, my five, it's got its voice activated. And my five year old, yeah. he is the biggest Star Wars fan ever. It recognized, you know, he'll hit the button and go play Star Wars 1, The Phantom Menace, the one where Obi-Wan Kenobi beats Darth Maul in a lightsaber duel. And it recognizes that, you know, so that's yeah. the, the kind of level a, of, of tech and of yeah. innovation. So. Right. And as a parent, you're like, that just saved me looking for a DVD that I can't find that might be scratched. And, you know, yeah, I can carry on doing what I'm doing. Behind the sofa somewhere. Exactly. And if a five-year-old can do it, good Lord. I've you got know? a three-year-old to do it. So, exactly. And it's those kind of things that you just, it's scary that you take it for granted now. Um, but that's the kind of consumer world where, you know, if you came into, I mean, I don't think you'd get to that level of sophistication in an enterprise, but what you don't, what you've got to think about is the technology behind that and the investment and what's happening. And suddenly, as I keep saying, you know, that's how the problem's being solved. It's really up to you as the end user to figure out what problem you want to solve with it. Um, so it's, you know, the keynotes are the, the big wows, you know, and I think that room that we've got seats 9,000 people, so it's going to be insane. And then they're streamed all over the internet. So I'm sure we'll have masses of numbers, you know, people that couldn't make it, unfortunately. And then I think, one of the other interesting ones is on um, Wednesday, we have Exec Connect, which is a dedicated day for, um, not trying to label people, but kind of VP and above, service owners, decision makers, etc. And I think we're close to 400 now that are registered, where we're going to walk them through. Yes, here's the platform and all the good things, but as decision makers, service owners, department leads, whatever it is, these are the ways you can go about this with governance and program management and organizational change, et cetera. And a shameless plug for me is I'm running a workshop there where we don't touch our technology at all. And it's all around service definition and taking you through on whiteboards with pens and crayons, et cetera, identifying services, how you even define them, what is one, how do I deliver it, how do I experience it, how do I measure it? And that takes you on a journey for about two hours with some of our um, pre-sales guys and girls who will facilitate that. And then at the end, we have the yeehaw moment where one of our guys will stand up on stage, we'll have picked a winner, and we will demo it live on stage, created in under 10 minutes in the technology, and fully ready to be requested, consumed, and all those kind of things. And it's trying to say, look, it's not as hard. We don't need these five-day process workshops anymore. Let's work through this in the right way, capturing the right information. Um, and from that, we can then show you how it's enabled in the technology. And now it's suddenly available for your end users. So it doesn't have to be as hard as we think it is. 
where we've got armies of consultants running around with video diagrams and spreadsheets. You know, let's do this, let's draw the problem, let's write it out and understand it, and then let's just throw it in the product and see what happens, and yeah, we'll still tweak it and change it, and we might have some complex workflows, but the basics of, hey, I want one of these, how do I get one? Here's how you get one, this is what it looks like, yes, I want one, approve, away we go, right? And that's really what we want to do is kind of debunk the myths and break down the barriers in terms of it. It's not that hard anymore because the technology has advanced so far that you don't have to think the old way you're thinking um, in terms of, you know, getting these things enabled and out there for your users. And, reality, and in reality, that's, you know, that's changing the, the game, really, because what used to take, you know, weeks or potentially even months to, to sort out could now take, you know, hours or days. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you look at our customers, some of them go live in ridiculous, you know, um, under three months. So things that traditionally would take 12, 16, 18 months. Do you, have, um, that, do you have a record for kind of quickest sort of go live? Six, six days. Six, Six days. days. Now, you could argue their level of maturity and what they already had was pretty low. <laughs> However, from the point of, right, the PO's cut and they've got their instances, they actually went live six days later. Wow, from PO to, to go live. That's pretty quick. Yeah, exactly, right? Now, what they, you know, one of the arguments or, or one of the questions I always ask is, you know, lots of people talk about out of the box and they put lots of governance around, you know, who can approve a field change from what it is and what's the definition? That will happen. Configuration of the system, because you know, in the same way, you know, one coffee shop or one manufacturer or one airline slightly different from the other, they do things differently because that's how they differentiate themselves. And and you kind of have to embrace that and deal with it. But I think oftentimes, you know, there's two aspects. One is if you were to just take it straight vanilla as it is tomorrow, is it any worse than what you're already doing? And I think. Many times the answer is no. And then even if I gave you everything you could ever wish and dream for tomorrow, you know, fully populated CMDB with all the bells and whistles and automation all over the place, as an organization, are you ready to adopt it? And oftentimes the answer is no. So I think, you know, there's this, the technology's caught up with the problems now. I think there's this aspect of you know, really focusing on the problem, but then also, you know, one thing we, we always talk a lot about is people, process, and technology. So if you look at that, you know, put a big X through the technology because we've solved that problem. Getting people to change the way they work and the processes they use is hard, really hard. And unless there's a massive compelling event or often, you know, a senior leadership change, it's hard to get people who are stuck in their ways and they've done it, you know, 10, 15, 20 years this way. Um, so you really need, um, you know, to, to have a compelling reason to do it, but also a reason to kind of leave behind the old ways of working because this, this new way of doing it is just so what we want to do. We've been trying to get there for five, ten years. We've never really finished it or got over the line, yet now there it is all over the, you know, it's there. It's ready to go. Um, so really focus on getting people to embrace it and move ahead. Fantastic. So I've uh, just got time for, for one last question. Who should come? Who should come to the conference? Anyone and everyone. <laughs> so I think initially it grew up with, you know, um, the people in IT who manage the ITSM platform. And, you know, and, and that's, that's fairly obvious and, and true, and it grew pretty large pretty quickly as a result of that. And the first couple, it doubled, 
you know, until we got to about the 6,000 mark, it doubled every year. And then as we started, our customers started taking us outside of technology. So then we had people from HR starting to turn up saying, you know, I actually want a piece of that. That looks quite cool. And now we've got others with legal and finance and other departments starting to arrive who, um, you know, have, have this capability or this problem, if you will, around managing their service management processes. And with things like Exec Connect, CIO decisions, we, we're trying to address, you know, we have all our labs and all our presentations, which are great, and they can be watched and viewed by anybody. But if you go further up the stack, you start getting to CIOs who really talk about transformation, consolidation of platforms and legacy things. And then you get kind of layered down into the VP space. These are the guys that have actually got to deliver those programs and those projects. So we're really trying to go, you know, very up and down the stack, but also horizontally as well, to make sure we try and address not just IT, but legal, HR, finance, marketing, uh, you know, all of the above. That's perfect. Chris, thanks a million for finding the time to speak to us. I know you've probably got a million and one things to be doing ahead of next week. But uh, really looking <laughs> forward lunch, to, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's it's Friday. Um, so, um, yeah, have a fab weekend and see you next week. And looking forward to an awesome conference. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Thanks for your time. And I think we've got some time booked together. So we can go a little more detailed on this, obviously. And uh, safe travels. And as we say, see you in Vegas. See you in Vegas. Yeah.